Welcome to the Coaching Matters Podcast brought to you by Fundraising University and Brian Kane Peak Performance. Coaching Matters is a nonprofit foundation whose primary purpose is to help coaches, athletes, and activities directors succeed in their programs, schools, and communities. Fundraising University works to help you raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference to support coaches and activities directors in enhancing the student experience and life skill development that is a critical component of our educational systems. Brian Kane, one of the world's leading mental performance coaches, works to educate, empower, and energize you to be your best through his 10 pillars of mental performance mastery systems. Together, each week, we bring you interviews, question and answer sessions, and group coaching around mastering mental performance, creating elite culture, and developing the leadership skills you need to succeed. And now, this week's Coaching Matters podcast. All right, super excited to be here this evening. This is Brian Kane. I am the host of the Coaching Matters group coaching program and podcast sponsored by Fundraising University. And first, I just want to welcome everyone to the Coaching Matters group coaching podcast. Again, it's sponsored by Fundraising University, and we would like to take the time to say thank you to any current Fundraising University coaches and administrators who are joining us on the call today. Fundraising University is the top high school fundraising company in the United States, helping raise over 150 million dollars for programs since its inception in 2009. And they're the sponsor of the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Podcast, where we try to bring mental performance coaching strategies that you can use to help give yourself and your athletes the best chance for success. We bring on special guests like tonight's guest, Zach Sorensen. Now, Zach grew up in Utah. He went on to play his college baseball at Wichita State, where he was a three-time All-American, and he has a statue of himself outside of the stadium, which he would never tell you because he is so humble. But the first time I met Zach, I was there at Wichita State with TCU Baseball, and Zach Zach flew out there for us to meet. And as we're walking around the stadium, I stopped and said, wait a minute, that's you. So it was pretty, pretty funny to have that experience. But Zach has gone on to uh, play Major League Baseball. He was a three-time All-American at Wichita State, played for Team USA, second-round draft pick, made it to the big leagues with the Angels and with the Indians. And we'll tell you that it was the mental game that got him there, and it was the mental game that kept him from staying there. Zach, then when he got done playing, went on to get a degree in sports psychology, which he will tell you how valuable that experience was. And then he became one of our NPM certified coaches in our first class and is now uh, the mental performance coach, the head of with your 2021 world champion, Atlanta Braves. He's also worked as a consultant with the Texas Rangers organization. He's an author of the book, The Hard 90, which you can pick up on Amazon. And we're going to make sure we put inside of the chat here. And he's also the host of the Hard 90 podcast every day. Monday through Friday, Zach does a podcast related to the mental game of baseball. Now, whether you're a baseball coach or not on this call, I would highly encourage you to check out the hard 90. I put a link to that inside the chat. We're going to put a link to the book and Zach Sorensen, man, excited for you to have won a world series, brother. Congratulations. And thank you so much for taking time out of your, your parade schedule and everything that you got going on to join us here. Thanks for being with us. Everybody put your hands together. Zach Sorensen. Let's go. Thanks for being here, Zach. Awesome. Hey, hey! thank you so much for having me come. This, this, it's been an awesome whirlwind of events these last couple of weeks. And, you know, so proud of the guys that uh, for the Atlanta Braves and, and what they did and how they're able to do it. It's just a great experience. And, and I was so happy to be a small part of it. Uh, and, and Zach, you know, you, 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 you were a Major League Baseball player. Let's kind of go back to your story and that you, you made it to Major League Baseball. And then, you know, kind of talk about your experience in getting there and then what you learned about being there as it relates to the mental game. 
Yeah. So I, uh, I had the chance to go play at Wichita State University. Unbelievable place to go play and had some good years there and had a chance to be drafted. I was drafted by the Cleveland Indians in the second round. In fact, for you baseball fans out there, they took CC Sabathi with the first pick. They took me with the second pick. <laughs> And so I had a chance to play with, with those guys along the way. As I progressed through the minor leagues, and I think this happens with all the guys that we have a chance to work with or be with or anyone in professional baseball, uh, you know, you get to a point where the game, you know, we always say the game speeds up. I'm just saying the game kind of kind of hits you, slaps you right across the face. Mm-hmm. And and then you then you go searching and trying to figure out what you can do to get to the big leagues, first of all, and second of all, to to be able to stay at the big leagues. I have all, you know, I made it to the big leagues. I didn't play a whole lot when I was there. Parts of two seasons up there, one with Cleveland, one with Anaheim. And I remember coming home and sometimes people would be like, man, you really struggled in the big leagues. You know, what's, what's going on? And I'm like, you know what I learned? And they're like, what? And I'm like, those guys are pretty good. You know, they're pretty good. And, and so as I got through this, I went through this whole journey. I got done playing. I came home. I love the game. I love all sports, but I love the game of baseball. And I'm like, man, I'm going to get back into the game. In what capacity do I want to get back into it? And as I evaluated my game, what I realized and learned is there's some amazing on-field coaches out there. There really are. I mean, I mean, the coaching staffs that you get in, in, in college, in high school, in professional baseball are unbelievable. But I needed something else. And, and as I evaluated my game, I realized that, like you mentioned, Kane, because we've talked about it 100 times, my game, my mental game got me there, but it also kept me from playing and staying longer. Talk about that. I mean, what was it you think of your aspect of the mental games act that got you to the big leagues? And then was it maybe that you didn't know that would have kept you there that now you're sharing with players with the Braves organization to give them the best chance for success? Yeah. So, so for me, I, I had all those, those intangibles that you would kind of talk about, you know, I, I was the guy and I, I know it's kind of cliche, but I was the first one there last to leave. My work ethic was not going to be matched. I used to wear a t-shirt around every day that said somewhere someone is practicing. And when you meet him in a head to head competition, he'll beat you. Mm-hmm. And I hated that shirt so bad. When I saw it at the store, I went and bought it. Right. And then I hated it even more. And so I wore it every single day. Right. So that was, that was going to be me and I was never going to get out worse. But you get to a point, man, where, and I think this is important. In fact, I've got a little notepad right here and I wrote two things on it. And this is one of the things that I wrote on. I wanted to drive home tonight. I got this initially from Mark Shapiro, who was my general manager with Cleveland. He's now the president of the Toronto Blue Jays. And and when I got done playing the game, I was going down to a spring training game with my family. Mark met me there, got us some tickets, came down and sat next to me. He threw out a quote to me that I remember to this day. And he said, he said, the higher up you get in this game, And then he says for life, you know, even in life, in anything in life, the higher up you get in this game, the less important talent is. And I sat there and I said, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I want to hear you explain it. And he looked at me and he says, everybody has it. Okay. So one thing I learned this year when I was with the Braves is this is not a game of, this is not a talent game. Okay. This is a strategy game. And why do I say that? Because everybody up there has the talent. So I got to the big leagues and I, and I had the talent to get to the big leagues. And then it was like, okay, now I need strategies to stay. And I was like reaching and trying to find them. And all I knew was work harder. That's all I knew was just work harder. Okay. And so I would take more ground balls than anybody else. I would hit more than anybody else. And then I got in the game and it was like, uh, now what? Okay, now what do I do? And I didn't have the strategies. I wasn't empowered by the strategies to be able to allow myself to just play the game. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted that. I needed that. And I needed to go find that. You know, Zach, when you talk about life is not a talent game, it's a strategy game. And I know we got a lot of mental performance coaches on tonight's call. And we got a lot of uh, high school athletic directors, some of the top in the country who are here, you know, and what I think they all want to get into 
is what are those strategies, right? What are the specific strategies that you wish you had as a player that you now coach in, in a world champion organization in the world, in the Atlanta Braves. And what are the strategies that the coaches that are on this call, whether they're baseball or not, they can take and they can use to help their clients get results. Yeah. And that's awesome. We could, we could talk for days about this, but uh, you know, my advice to you is everything that Brian Kane puts out, you need to go get it. You need to go find it. You Appreciate need to study it. You need to learn. I really believe that to be the case when I was looking, cause I, I decided I want to get into mental performance and here's why I wanted to make a difference. I knew I could be a great coach and, and I still love coaching because it's teaching and, and, and it's helping, but I wanted to make a difference for athletes in a different way. And there was not, in my opinion, the mental performance coaching out there that's going to take a player from where he wants to, you know, where he is to where he wants to be. And, and so what I needed was, okay, what are the strategies? Cause I would go into my mental performance coach's office. Okay. Cause they have an office and they would sit me down and be like, what's going on? What do you, what do you, what are you feeling? And I'm like, I'd explain it to him. I'm like, man, I'm really good in batting practice. And all of a sudden the lights come on. It's like, I freeze a little bit, or we say the game, it speeds up on me. And they're like, yeah, you probably experienced a little bit of performance anxiety. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. And they're like, okay, good session. And they kick me out the door. And then I'd go out there. I'd do well in batting practice. The lights would come on. I'd be like, there it is. You know, there's that performance. Yeah, we talked about that. And then I would just go, well, well now what? Okay, well, well, now what do I do? And so when I started researching, okay, who are the gurus out there in the industry? You know, a couple of the big names pop up, you know, you, you, uh, but what I found popped up more than anyone to me was this Brian Kane guy. And so I jumped in, I researched him and I started looking at his, his past and his history and where he came from. And I started learning about Dr. Ken Revisa and this and that. And I was like, whoa, well, these are strategies. We're not just talking about what you're experiencing. They're giving me something to do. And so mm-hmm. I kind of took that from Dr. Avizan and, and, and BC as well. It's like, okay, what's my next best move? So mm-hmm. these, are trigger, these are trigger statements for me with my guys. Okay, great. That's what you're feeling. So what's your next best move? And then the next thing, my goal was, I want to give you something to go to when you need something to go to. Mm-hmm. So what we do and, and is we teach, we train, and we'll dive into this cane and you keep firing questions at me. We're going to teach them what to do before it happens, because you're never going to fall below the level of your training and preparation. So let's train ahead of time. Okay. Let's figure out what we're going to do before it happens. And then when it happens, you're like, Hey, I know exactly what I'm going to try, what I'm going to do and how I'm going to get my way through this. Mm, I love that. Zach, you talked about, you know, you're not going to rise to the occasion. You're going to sink to your training. Right. And, and you're never going to outperform your habits. You're never going to outperform what you do consistently. So when we talk about like training habits, right, I'm a big, I'm a big believer and it was the way of life app. And now I'm using the habit share app and the importance of, of little habits and things like that, like a post-game reflection. I know you've done a lot of work with uh, a pitcher who actually wasn't, I believe on the Braves roster when they won the league championship and a guy named Kyle Wright, but then he was put on the roster in the world series and came in, I think it was in game five. Uh, came, game four came in and had a huge impact in that game. You know, what are some, what are some of the, the strategies that you would use with players like Kyle, or what were some of the strategies that you'd use to kind of help those players create great habits? Yeah. And if you don't mind, Kane, I'm going to share my screen with yeah. you real quick. And, and I'm going to walk you guys through this. I actually called Kyle earlier today and I said, Hey, are you okay if I share your journey in the mental game with uh, the, the individuals on the call tonight? And they That's said, awesome. yes. Awesome. Are you seeing, are you seeing my screen right here? Yes. Kane? Yes. Okay. And, and it's just me typing. So I just want to, and I'm scrolling really quick right here. Okay. And you're seeing all this. This is my work last season with Kyle Wright. And you're going to see a lot of familiar things right here. Three steps in the habit loop. Okay. We can break all these down. If you want, if something jumps out at you, throw them at me. 
Um, and as I go through here, we just started breaking down the mental game. And what you're seeing here is the 10 pillars or what I teach are my seven skills of mental performance. Okay. And we can talk about those. There's the release routine. I thought there's the Aaron judge article there and this and yep. that, but what is so interesting to me, okay. Is individuals, even at that level have never been taught the mental game. Okay. And so this is where, and I was spent a lot of time with BC about this. It's like, I wrote my book last year and as I go around and I talk to coaches and it's not just in baseball, it's in all sport. I'm like, what percentage of the game is mental? And they're like 90, a hundred. I'm like, well, it's not a hundred, but they're like, well, it's not less than 90. And I'm like, interesting. And then the next question is, well, how much of your day do you train the mental game? And they're like, none zero, maybe 2%. And so I'm like, that's why we get so excited. I know that's why BC is so excited. Kane is so excited about this. It doesn't get trained. It doesn't get taught. So anytime we can throw strategies out at you, we do it. So I took Kyle Wright. Okay. And I said, Kyle, everybody tells me you're the best of the best. And I'm going to go right back to the very beginning. I got hired by the Braves to be their minor league mental performance skills coach. Okay. And right after I got hired, I flew out to spring training twice and all of a sudden COVID hits and we get shut down. Minor league season's done. It's over. So I'm like, hey, let me start working with the guys. They're like, nope, we don't know how long this is going to last. Just back off. Settle down. So I went through the whole summer without doing anything with the Braves. And then my phone rings one day, and it was the, it was the major league trainer. And he says, hey, we got a young man by the name of Kyle Wright. And, and he's up here. He's an unbelievable talent. He was the fifth overall pick in, in I believe, 2017 out of Vanderbilt. Big-time player. He's, he's got some of the best stuff in Major League Baseball, but he's struggling. I'm like, well, what do you mean struggling? They're like, he's 0-7 in the big leagues. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, we've tried everything. You know, I know that you haven't worked with anyone in the organization, but can you just see what you can do? And I'm like, absolutely. And I get all excited. So what do you do? I, I, I first I call Kaner and I'm like, here we go. All right. This is, this is what you've been training me for so that I can throw strategies to Kyle Wright. So I'm not going to just talk to him and be like, hey, man, you can do it. Okay. Go harder or just be tougher. Let's, let's give you strategies. So I jump in and, and I, I shoot Kyle a message and I call him and I talk to him about the middle game. And I said, I need to know your level of buy-in. Where are you at? And he's like, I'm all in. Okay. And Kane talks about, you know, the three, the three stages of buy-in. Okay. And he's like, I'm all in. I said, okay, let's see what you got. His next start was in four days. I got on a phone call. I start shooting videos to, to, to Kyle Wright. The very first thing I do is, first of all, he needs to understand what visualization is. All right. So um, I, I made a video of him that talks about it's a highlight video. I'll show you that here in just a little bit. I made a highlight video for him. That's one thing he has to have. The next thing he has to have some mental imagery. Okay. Confidence conditioning, ball meditation. That's the second thing he has to have. And then third of all, he's got to understand that every single time he goes out there on the mound, it's not about winning and losing. It's about his process. So our job is to learn from it. So those are the very first three things I attacked Kyle Wright with. I got him a video, which was a highlight video to see him doing things correctly the right way. Because, you know, like we do in all sports, but especially in professional baseball, these guys have access to all kinds of video. And what do you do when you have access to video? You go pick apart every single thing you're doing wrong. Tell them about Manny Ramirez real quick. Okay. All right. Manny Ramirez. And so here's where we got some of this from. So, so I had the chance to, to play with Manny Ramirez. Now, not on a big league field with him, but I was at Major League Spring Training with Manny Ramirez. And, and I got to know him. And man, what a great player, but a great guy as well. And I used to do this, this mental imagery, uh, you know, this video analysis is what I called it with myself. Every day, man, you go in there and you got video guys assigned to each team and I'd pick apart every swing and I'd be like, yeah, my back elbow and my front hip, you know, and I'd pick it apart. 
And then I go and, and, and the thought process is, is if you can see what you're doing wrong and correct it, you're going to be better. I agree with that. And so I would watch my video. Now, the problem is, is I was going about it the wrong way. And here's how I learned that. I went up to Manny Ramirez. And I'm like, hey, do you do video analysis? And he's like, absolutely. I'm like, how often? He goes, every single day. And I'm like, wow, is there any way I can come watch one of your video analysis sessions? I said, I won't bother you. I won't ask you questions. I'll just be in the corner, fly on the wall. He's like, sure. So at the same time, every single day, and we'll get into this a ton because routines are everything, right? He walks into the video room. He takes the big set of headphones, puts them on his head, and I can hear his music playing through the Bose headphones, okay? And he's just jamming. Well, first of all, you got to remember back when I used to do it, I would watch myself strike out, strike out, strike out. Why am I striking out? Let's look at it. Let's pick it apart. What's going on here? I'm watching his video and it's like Manny Ramirez home run to left field. Manny Ramirez double to right center. Manny Ramirez home run, home run, double, double, home run, home run. And he's just smiling, got this big grin on his face. Two and a half, three and a half, four minutes of him absolutely raking. Mm. Then he stands up, takes the headphones off and he's got this big chest, you know, body language is just, just, he's just pounding, walking out the room. And I'm like, hold, hold, hold on a sec. I promised you I wouldn't ask you any questions. I only have like 10, maybe 12. And I'm like, why don't we watch the other at bat where you didn't hit a home run yesterday? Let's break that one apart. And he goes, that's not me. And I'm like, no, actually, that was you. Okay, you struck out. He goes, that's not me. And I'm like, but, you know, if we can, and he stops me, right? And he says, Who's more prepared to go play today? You just watched yourself strike out 18 times. He's like, I just got, I just hit 12 doubles and 22 bombs off the mm. guy we're facing tonight. Mm. I'm ready to go. Mm. Huge lesson I learned right there. Before you go perform, that's not the time to pick apart everything you're doing wrong. Now, there mm. is a time and a place for that, right? But not before you go out there. You got to be different on your way out there. You got to seek advantage and gather this information. You got to gather the advantage. We're chasing the advantage. And that's what mm. I learned from that. Love it. Love it. And then I want to make sure, uh, Zach, that everybody who's on the call here, you know, as we uh, here with the, the coaching matters, group coaching program sponsored by fundraising university, over a hundred participants on tonight's call to come in and get a chance to interact with you, Zach. And I want to make sure we leave enough time for questions. So if you're on the call right now as a participant and you want to ask a question, please feel free to drop that in the chat. We'll make sure that we get that question asked to Zach. We may pull you into the call to ask the question. Uh, it may be facilitated easier if you just post it inside of the chat. So, you know, Zach, let's talk about when you get done playing baseball, right? Because we've got coaches on the call here that, that are uh, wanting to coach mental performance. Maybe they don't have a degree in sports psychology and they're like, well, I'm not sure where to get started. Yeah. You know, you went back and did a degree, a degree in sports psychology and came on and did our mental performance mastery certification. Would you just talk for the mental performance coaches on here about like the difference between a degree and, and our certification and then kind of like how to actually get started doing the work? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I went and got my degree. I was in the process of getting the degree. That's when I started Googling. Okay. Gurus in the industry. And of course, Brian Kane pops up, right? Okay. It's, it's awesome. And, and what's interesting is, you know, sometimes people's faces pop up and, and they're not the real deal. What I found out is what I've learned through Brian Kane is what I teach and what I teach has got results. And, and, and I'm being honest about that. I'm not just here saying that because you know, there's not a, there's not a situation or a scenario that goes by where I don't consult with Brian. Okay. Here's a big one right here. In fact, we need to break down. If you remind me, Kaner, to talk about game two, when, mm -hmm. when Kyle Wright was, you know, introduced to the bullpen in the world series. So make sure I get to that point yep. here, but to keep answering the question, I was in the middle of my, my degree, getting my master's in sports psychology. And, and when I, when I bumped into Brian, so I had the chance to kind of compare and contrast the two situations and scenarios. I will say at the time, 
Um, when I was, you know, right as I was completing my master's degree, my phone started ringing and I, I feel very fortunate. You know, I, th- I think I have a slight advantage over, you know, maybe anyone on the call because I played in the big leagues. And so my phone is going to ring a little bit. Wow. You played in the big leagues and you have a master's. And so my opportunities were slightly larger. What I realized initially was a lot of organizations, they require that you have a master's degree. What I've also learned is many of those individuals, they get hired with a master's degree that don't have the passion, the drive, and, 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 be, and they can't deliver strategy, okay? They seem to last about one year in the job, and then they move on to something else. Mm-hmm. But, but when you have strategy, you're going to make a difference. Why? Because it's 90% of the game that gets taught less than 10% of the time or trained less than 10% of the time. So if you can give strategy, these players will grab onto it and you're going to see progress. That's my experience with it. So when I finished, I got my master's degree, the first team, Texas, they required it. Atlanta. Okay. Um, when I got hired by Atlanta, the individual that became the, the, the minor league farm director or the assistant general general manager was the individual that hired me here. He heard me speak. And when I asked him about that, I said, you heard me speak. What made me jump out to you? He goes, strategies. Mm. You gave my players strategies in, in, a, in a one hour talk. And I was like, yes, this will work. And I'm like, I actually asked him a couple of weeks ago. I said, what is more important to you, a master's degree? And he says, no, 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 no. He stopped me. He didn't even let me finish the question. Hmm. He goes, what we're looking for is to be able to introduce our players to strategies that's going to help them jump on this, this, just train, okay, to start training the mental game and to improve what they've done. And he's like, you have had success here. And so I'm not necessarily looking for somebody who has the degree, but somebody who is the right person. Hmm. So what is the right person? The right person to me is somebody who has strategy. They can connect with players, first of all. How do you connect with players? Three things that you need to be able to do to connect with your players. Three things that your players need from you. Number one, they need to know that you care about them. And I'm being dead serious with that. This isn't just a job. I mean, when my guys go out there and pitch or my guys are up to bat, my heart's thumping. <laughs> I'm sweating. Those are my kids, right? Those are my boys and my girls. Number so Okay, so they need to know that you care about them. Number two is they need to be able to trust you. Okay. And, and we all understand what that means, but, but my guys know that I, I am going to bat with them. They know that I'm with there with them every step of the way, whether they're doing well or whether they're struggling, maybe more so when they're struggling. Right. Mm. And then, and the other thing is they need to know that I'm going to help them to get better. All right. And when they see strategies that they've never been taught before and they start implementing them immediately, they get better. And when they get better one time, you give them one strategy, they run with it, it works for them. They're just like, feed me more. Let's go. Mm. What else you got for me? Mm. You know, Zach, what I love about it here is, is, is you know, and a couple of great questions coming in here. So keep those coming is, you know, you, you mentioned, you mentioned um, Kyle Wright and, and yeah. you asking Kyle Wright, hey, can we talk about some of the work that you did? And, and what, what was his answer? Because I think we talked about it on the phone before the call. His answer was exactly what Corbin Bird's answer would be if I asked him. Yeah. In fact, I've got it pulled up here. So I'm just going to tell you straight up because I asked him if that's okay. He yeah. says, of course. He says, serious. Uh, where are we at? Okay, here we go. He goes, and yes, absolutely. Feel free to talk about anything and everything. It's all mm-hmm. good stuff. Think it's mm-hmm. important to help out anyone however we can. 
And I love one that you asked him for his permission first without just talking about it. Cause a lot of people just talk about it and break the trust. And two, I love that he is so willing to give you permission to talk about it, to give back to the game as Corbin Burns would do the same thing with a podcast that I did with him as hopefully he wins a Young here in two weeks, right. you know, talk about the mental game. And I think this is a big difference in the mental game now, as opposed to say when Ken Revisa was getting started 20 years ago, 20 years ago, like it, it, when you were playing, it wasn't that long ago, but even when you were playing, you know, people would look at the mental game and be like, well, this is all some secretive stuff. I don't want anybody to know because if they see me working with a mental game guy, maybe I'm weak. And weak. now, thanks to guys like Joe Madden, Eva Longoria, Kyle Wright, the Corbin Burns, who are openly talking about these things, that they realize, look, if you're not working with a mental performance coach, you're not committed to be great. How have you seen like buy-in and openness to talk about the mental game transition in your career? Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm going to share this right here. Can you guys see this? Yep. Go ahead and look at those numbers here while I finish talking to you. That's it, absolutely right on. When the mental game guys showed up when I was playing, it was like, don't go talk to him when anyone's mm -hmm. watching mm -hmm. because it's showing that you're weak or you have a problem. We are trying to transition that. In fact, when I go out there, I'm in the dugout. I'm in uniform with these guys because mm -hmm. I want them to know that I'm a coach. Okay. Just like Brian Kane's got his name on stuff. I have Phenom Sports Performance, you know, process over outcome on a self avail. Everything that I teach, I have on there. And I'm trying to make a big deal about Atlanta Braves' performance mm -hmm. because, you know, this is something. And that's the other thing I wrote down. I talked to you about the first one, but we got to get mental reps. And when these guys start understanding that the way for them to be the best that they can be, they've got to start training their minds through mental reps. There you go. So, Kyle Wright's journey right here. Okay. Prior to us working together, all right. 11 innings, 17 hits, 10 walks, nine strikeouts. We put in, so what happens, you know, and I, I kind of left you there. Kyle Wright had a chance to start a couple days later. He gets rained out and then gets sent down to the minor leagues. I call him and I'm like, are you okay? We're only four days into our relationship right here. Right, okay? right. I'm like, are you okay? And he goes, absolutely. This is what I need to work on. And so he's going down to the minor leagues. He calls me the next day. He's like, let's go. Every single day for seven straight weeks, we sent videos. I sent him a video. And then at nighttime, we got on a FaceTime call and we broke it down. Mm. He gets called back up to the big leagues, takes another loss. Okay. So now he's 0 and 8 in his career. They're interviewing after the game and they're like, man, this has to be so frustrating to you. They're like, you go down to AAA, you do well, you come back up here and you take another loss, man. This has, and he, his answer was priceless to me. He says, oh no. He goes, I am so close. I am right there. I am a different person right now. And I was like, wow, here we go. I was hoping for one more start because, you know, up in the big league, it's like, get it done or, or, or you're gone, right? He had one more start that they gave him. It was a Sunday game against the previous uh, World Series champions against the Nationals. And guess who he's facing? Max Scherzer was on the mound. He's facing, I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, we got him one more game. He's facing Max Scherzer with the Nationals. Kyle yeah. Wright goes out and gets his first major league victory against Max Scherzer, and it was awesome. He ends up winning five or six straight after that and a, and a postseason clincher, so it was awesome. We're here with the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Podcast sponsored by Fundraising University. And once again, we'd like to recognize Fundraising University and owner Mike Bahoon as the official sponsor for the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Podcast and current coaches. If you'd like to be a Coaching Matters ambassador coach in your state and earn an extra five to $20,000 part-time, contact Mike Bahoon, that's M-B-A-H-U-N at fundraisingu, fundraising in the letter U, dot net to inquire about our new ambassador coach program. Now, what we're going to do is stop the recording here because we've got a ton of questions that come in in the second half of this, which will be a podcast that comes out next week. We're going to be right back with Zach Sorensen. So on the podcast, we'll see you next week. And on the live call, we'll see you back here in about 10 seconds. Thanks for checking out this week's Coaching Matters podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show, please give us a subscribe and a review. Also, be sure to engage with us on social media here in the notes for the show. And remember, dream big, raise more, and coaching matters.